back to the Get Your Happy Out Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, we, we're live on 93.7 The Ticket. This is Get Your Happy on Hour. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons. I'm having some mic issues over here, but I'm, I'm figuring it out. So, Everybody, I want y'all to know something. We're having a blast. And we're going to have a blast tonight because this show is going to be very exciting. I really uh, I really don't know how to say this other than to just say it. Uh, good people. Good people are hard to find. Uh, I really am having some mic issues. Or my headphones are not working. You can't hear yourself? No. All right. Okay. Uh, y'all bear with us for just a second here. I'm trying to make sure I get everything right. Nothing. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys can hear me out there. I can't really. Yeah, I can't hear anything. But, you know, good people are hard to find, you know. And I I want to say, I'm first, before we get started, I want to give a big shout-out to Empire Fencing, Matt Warner out and Waverly is doing really, really big things. I uh, I just don't really understand how a person can have a have a company that has so many employees, and they're all they all get along really, really well. I mean, to me, that's just outstanding. So, big shout out to Empire Fencing out there in Waverly. You guys are doing big things, and I just want you to know that. I really appreciate the the support that you guys give me here at ninety three point seven the ticket. Speaking of good people, I got a guest tonight that's very, 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 very important to me. I mean, we laugh and joke a lot. I call him Red. Uh, this guy here is very, very instrumental to to a lot of the things the former players do and. He's a humble guy at that, so that that makes it real important. But, you know, I got to say this about Red. Every time I see Red, I always ask him to let me borrow $2 million. It's in the trunk. <laughs> got it in my car. Yeah. Be, oh, I, I call it bribing money bribing to get on money. this show. <laughs> I always try not to. I always try not. I try not to. I don't want him to give it to me in front of people because I don't want him to know. That, uh, you know, I don't want nobody to know that he's giving it to me. <laughs> okay, let's try these headsets again. No, I don't know what's going on there, but I'm not getting nothing out of that. So, he's using that one. Okay, well, I'm gonna try to do this the best I can. So I hope you guys can hear me. I, I, uh, I'm gonna go without the headsets tonight. Red, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ricky. How you doing, young man? 
Well, I'm upright and consuming oxygen, so that's <laughs> about as good as it gets these days. Well, you know, what I'll say to you, Red, is this. I'm honored that you took time out of your busy schedule to be here with me because there's a lot of things I'd like to ask, and, and I'm pretty sure there's some fans out there that want to hear about your upbringing. So we're going to start there. Where Where's Red from? I call him Red. You know, he's Mike Barron, but I call him Red. Uh, everybody calls me Red. Most people don't, <laughs> including some teammates that are of mine. I don't think they even know that my first name is actually Mike. Because <laughs> I used to have, I had red hair, and uh, I used to have a lot of it, but unfortunately, uh, most of it's gone now. <laughs> I don't have any on the top of my head. But uh, my last name is Baron, even though it uh, looks like it's B-Ran. It's, it's Bohemian, Bohunk, as we used to say uh, when I was back in my hometown of Ord. I grew up in, in Ord, born there. Uh, Ord's right about 50 miles northwest of Grand Island, Nebraska, right in the north, beautiful North Loop River Valley. Uh, my uh, granddad, my mother's father, was the judge of uh, Greeley County for 52 years. That, uh, I think that's a, a a state record for holding office as a uh, county judge. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, Greeley County butts up against uh, Valley County, which is uh, or is the uh, county seat of. So, oh, okay. Now, where is this located again? Okay, it's about uh, fifty miles north of Grand Island, north oh. and west of Grand Island. Okay, so you central Nebraska. What's, what was the population when you grew up there, Red? Two thousand four hundred and ten. And that's a neighborhood, Red. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, but we were a Class B school. Really? And actually, one of the bigger Class B schools when I was there. Wow. They've. Uh, all I shouldn't say decline that's defaming the, yeah. the C1 and C2 uh, ranks but uh, they're down to uh, C2 level now. oh okay yeah. well now red now, growing up in this little small town you played you played uh, I'm assuming a lot of sports yeah I played baseball a little basketball uh, and of course football gotcha gotcha okay now after after high school, why Nebraska? Well, uh, let me start by uh, say uh, talking about the error that it was. Coach Devaney had gotcha. had had just arrived in uh, Nebraska when I was uh, twelve years old, and uh, my dad owned a hardware store in Ord, and I used to go down and help him a little bit at the hardware store. And mm -hmm. he'd, he'd always take me to coffee when he'd go to coffee with some of the local businessmen there. And then sometimes uh, after he closed up the hardware store, he'd go over to the, the beer joint and have a couple, <laughs> have, have a couple cold, cold beers. <laughs> I and uh, I can remember uh, the general line of talk at that time uh, prior to Coach Devaney's arrival was uh what's the price of hogs what's the price of cattle uh, who bought a new tractor yeah sometimes yeah. who was fooling around with who and, <laughs> and whatnot and when coach devaney came in in 1962 and started w winning right away 
uh, overnight, the topic of conversation at the beer joint or at the coffee table just was all Huskers all the time. I mean, just switch that quick. And of course that intrigued me. And uh, I was at a very impressionable age and that's, I decided that's what I wanted to do, wanted to do is play football for Nebraska. Now, when you, when you decided to do that, was there a, was there a lot of interest or uh, not a lot? Uh, six foot, uh, 185 pound guards weren't, weren't a big draw back in those days. <laughs> I got you. So, uh, I was, uh, a, pr- a pretty fair, uh, high school player. I played, uh, a defensive tackle, played linebacker when I was a junior, uh, also played, uh, offensive tackle. And I think I was all conference uh, when I was a senior. Okay. But uh, no, basically no interest in me except Hastings College wanted me to come down for a visit. And, of course, I wanted to go to Nebraska. So <laughs> I went down to Hastings College. Uh, my uh, high school coach arranged an interview. And, uh, fortunately it was around the Easter holidays. So I went down, went to the, uh, coach's office down there and gently tapped on the door. Oh, <laughs> darn. No, nobody's there. They, so I, I did that for about 30 seconds and left. <laughs> and then fortunately I got a letter from Nebraska. Somebody must have sent a film in on me and they said, would you like to come down, come down to Lincoln and walk on? And wow. I mean, you could have knocked me over with a feather. I I died, (laughs) died and went to heaven, even though it was just a walk on. Yeah. It was was an opportunity. No cash involved, you know? Yeah. So that's how I, I got, uh, and what year was this? This is 1968, 1968. Yeah. But it, it was amazing the way I, to what I just alluded to, how Nebraska, the whole state, just it was like big red Camelot on the plains all of a sudden. Everybody talked Nebraska football. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Uh, hold that thought for a sec. Whenever we get ready to break, you're going to, have to yeah, you'll have to let me know. Okay. Uh, when you, so you decided to walk on in Nebraska. Yes. And uh, how'd that turn out? I mean, was that a, well, I arrived there and found that they had uh, four offensive, uh, five offensive guards, me, the walk-on, and four scholarship guys. <laughs> so I, <laughs> the, the deck was stacked. Yeah, yeah. So things didn't look real good, but I worked very hard. And uh, fortunately, Boyd Epley was just starting his uh, to help the uh, – football team with the weightlifting Boyd was gotcha gotcha the guy the guru the guy that helped found oh yeah Boyd is a good man big shout out to Boyd up yes uh, can't say enough good things about him but I got under his uh, tutelage and just worked my butt off and I went uh, from uh, 185 pounds to the next year I was up to uh, about two and a quarter Oh, okay. Okay. Which was an average size 
uh, or average weight for guards in those days. Right. I gotcha. Yeah. And so, uh, I was very lucky that to have Boyd there because I don't think I could have gained, you know, I, I didn't have the knowledge of what to do to gain all the weight and muscle by myself. So it was, uh, very fortuitous that, uh, he was there. So when you, uh, when you walked on, so as a freshman, I mean, I know compared to today's time, you know, freshmen, we, we kind of knew we weren't going to play as freshmen. So did yeah. You? Yeah. So, well, we couldn't play and, and, until 1972, you could not play as a freshman. Yeah. So therefore we had our own four game schedule. Right. And, uh, we played, uh, let's see, uh, Kansas state, Missouri, and the Iowa State freshman, and then also McCook Junior College. Okay, okay. And, and uh, we were 4-0, had a great team. Uh, we had six very good quarterbacks. Uh, had, all of them were on scholarship. I think wow. it was one of, one of the best uh, quarterback recruiting classes they've ever had. We had uh, Van Brownson and uh, Jerry Taggy, Jeff Kenny came in as a quarterback. Oh, really? I yes. didn't know that. And he, he was actually, if I remember correctly, he was actually starting uh, with the first team up until two weeks before the season. And we had we had a good five or six weeks of practice before we even played one game. Wow. So, so we had those three, and then we had a guy named uh, Mike McGuire, real good uh, option quarterback from Bellevue. And Chuck Osberg, left-handed guy from uh, uh, an Omaha school, and then we had uh, Skip uh, Andy Kludka. His his name we called him Skip, or we called him AOK because his full name was Andy Andrew Oliver Kludka. So oh wow, he, he was AOK. <laughs> <laughs> well, right away they moved uh, three of the of the uh, quarterbacks to. Uh, defensive positions andy was actually uh moved to defensive end and started it at, on the freshman team but then he transferred at uh at uh, uh semester break and went to kent state and huh. you know who was at kent state and was andy's roommate who was that uh you might have heard of him a uh, guy named saban nick saban <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I heard so, Nick Saban. So they they they've been lifelong friends. Wow. Uh, Andy was in Nick's wedding, and he of course had him down to Alabama. All wow. So man, that's yeah. that's a small world. <laughs> yeah, small, small world. world. But but anyway, so uh, I ended up uh, on the second team for the freshman, and uh, you know we we got to play a lot because we we had a, a real good team, or I got to play a lot. Yeah, we had a real good team and went four and zero. Okay, so you got through the freshman year. That was that was uh getting your feet wet. Yes, and then spring ball came around, and I started out uh, alternate six team left guard. Wow! <laughs> and uh, I I were I did okay that spring, but I still hadn't uh, bulked up enough, and so they wanted me to go to. Coach uh, Carl Selmer, who was the offensive line coach, along with Coach Cletus Fisher, uh, uh, Coach Selmer called me during the summer and wanted me to go to uh, McCook Junior College for a year. 
Huh. And, uh, and yeah, I'd rather come back, you know. Right, right. So I did. And that meant that I was on the uh, 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 not cannon, what do you call them? Uh, scout squad. Scout yeah, team, scout yep. squad. Yep. Cannon yep. fodder. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. But we had that. That was some really fun, a fun year being that on the uh, scout squad. Uh, I played defense, played middle guard, loved it. Uh, gave the guys on on the varsity a good picture, and uh, we we bonded. Uh, all all of us uh, guys on the scout squad, we nicknamed ourselves uh, Buster Yannon's Commandos. We had <laughs> we had a guy who played. Uh, uh, used up his all of his uh, varsity eligibility from uh, Steubenville, Ohio, and his name was Buster Yanna. His, his real <laughs> first name was Nestor, but he went by Buster. By Buster, okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we we christened ourselves the uh, Buster Yannon's Commandos, and we'd always have a big scrimmage uh, during the fall of the uh, freshman freshman team of that year against the uh uh scout squad okay gotcha. so we were buster yannon's commandos the, the scout squad and one of our coaches was barry alvarez oh he, really he was a grad assistant there at that time oh man yeah so we really hammed it up we uh the day before the scrimmage which is on the friday before the game uh uh barry we made up this fake itinerary of uh, what we were going to do. You know, we're going to have uh, uh, dinner at some dive down on old street, and go to some <laughs> triple X rated uh, <laughs> movie theater that had just opened up uh, oh, for man. our, you know, and, and Barry read all this and, and it, it was a real hoot. And then we, we got up in the stands and formed a C for commandos for our team picture. Gotcha. We played it to the hill. Well, that's And cool. then we went out and kicked the crap out of a very talented 1969 uh, freshman team that included guys like uh, Johnny Rogers and Willie Harper and, wow. and Joe Blaha and uh, old John Dutton, Monty Johnston. I just go on. These guys played. You know, oh, yeah. These guys, yeah, these yeah, guys end up being household names. Not out of so <laughs> we, I knew at that time something good was going to happen in 1970 because uh, we had those freshmen that were, yeah, that were yeah. coming in and we had uh, but, oh, some of Buster Yannon's commandos that could, uh, were going to uh, help, help the team out. And of course, we had guys like Jeff Kenny and uh, Jerry Taggy and Van Brownson and Jerry List. I'm very familiar with a lot of those guys because they, especially Jeff Kenny, they give me a hard time. <laughs> hey, well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and, I, and we're going to stay. Hey, don't you guys go anywhere, man. We're going to come back with Mike here and we're going to have a great time. 93.7 The Ticket to get you happy on out. To the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. 
Hey, we back. And now I can hear myself. That's a lot better. You know, uh, I want to say thank y'all for being patient with me. Uh, I couldn't hear myself, and it kind of threw me off a little bit, but I'm back on track now. I, uh, I got to give a couple quick shout-outs. I got my little homeboy, Brad Taylor's like a little brother down there in Forney, Texas. I appreciate you tuning in. I also got to give a big shout-out to Mary Ellens, man. I, I stopped out there today. I didn't catch up with Charles, but, man, I really appreciate all the support that you give as well. Carla Walker, thank you so much for tuning in. Man, that means a lot to me, Carla. You've been very consistent, so thank you. And the bridge, I got to give a big shout-out to the bridge. I had the opportunity to speak there Thursday, and great group of people. I want to thank Brody and John, man, for you guys showing so much love. And keep doing big things and positive things like that. That's very needed. It doesn't get the credit it deserves, but it's very needed. And I just want you guys to know that I did not, and I will not take that for granted ever because I think what you're doing is very important. A clean and sober living is not easy. And I'm, you know, I'm very, I'm very close to people that are, are, are doing that kind of work. So, and I'm in a sober living environment myself. I love being clean and sober. I just think it makes my life a lot simpler. Okay. But Red, back to you, man. I got to, I got to ask you now, you guys smacked around some very high profile people on that freshman team. If you got, you talk about people like Johnny Rogers, I mean, Hey, that's, that's saying something red. I mean, that's as good as it comes. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you talk about Husker royalty now, you know, Absolutely. And you guys smacked them around. So now yeah. you was telling me a little story during the break by, uh, about somebody was saying that you guys were going to be national champions. Oh yeah. I can still remember, uh, Doug, uh, Dumbler, who was, uh, our center. Uh, he came in as a yeah, tight end and, um, they ended up switching him to center and he started, uh, 70, 71, 72 at, at center. But, uh, he didn't say, say too much, but, uh, one day we were over in Abel hall and, uh, Doug says, yep. He says, uh, he was a smart erudite type of guy. And he <laughs> said, uh, uh, yep, we're going to, we're going to be national champions next year. Well, before you go any further, now, when he said, when, when he made that prediction, you guys hadn't had a lot of success as a team though, had you? No. Well, the 69 team was, was, uh, when I was on a uh, Buster Yannon's commando on the scout squad, uh, yeah, they were were successful. They went down and uh, won uh, the, the or we went down and won the uh, Sun Bowl. We were nine and two. Okay, by, okay. By the end of the year, we just got better and better. Gotcha. Uh, they or I should say they because I. Oh, well, you're on the team. It's not being redshirted, but yeah, it's a uh, team thing though. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But uh, anyway, uh, Jim McFarland, he was the tight end on that team. Uh, was at one of the all-star games and uh after the season and he said that yeah uh dan divine who was the missouri coach at that time told him that yeah by by the end of the season nebraska was easily the best team in the country wow they'd improved that much wow so the next year uh high expectations and and doug was just uh 
uh, talking about that. And then, of course, Jerry Murtaugh was uh, <laughs> running, shout out to Jerry Murtaugh <laughs> was running around uh, telling everybody, including the press, that we were going to win the national championship. And oh, he was that got the that got the ire of. Uh, coach Devaney. Oh, yeah, yeah. he, he didn't care for that but you know, you know jerry yeah jerry is one of a kind for <laughs> yes, those of you is. that don't know him that yeah. guy is definitely special great 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 football player yes but, and uh, a great dude man yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I love talking about jerry murtaugh because he's always got something funny to say well you know if you knew would have known jerry when he was here uh playing he was uh, a beer swilling bar wrecking <laughs> type of guy and uh today you in know, a black shirt yeah he, he exactly and today uh he, he's got that great foundation the Nebraska yes. greats foundation yeah for, jerry uh you know i want to take a, a quick second to give him some love too because that uh nebraska greats foundation is a really special deal i mean oh uh from the way it started to where it's at now is just unbelievable yeah and and who started it <laughs> jerry yeah, jerry know? of all people yeah <laughs> you know there were there aren't very many uh bars in nebraska that he hasn't uh partaken a drink in so <laughs> he made his mark yeah. around the city <laughs> yeah so but uh, anyway so we ended up uh winning national championship oh one more quick thing okay johnny uh to me Johnny Rogers is still the most exciting college football player I've ever seen. I mean, yeah. It was something else. Big shout out to JR. Uh, but anyway, so we won that uh, next year, started off with a tie. USC should have beat them. Uh, we fumbled okay. two or three, four times. Uh, Murtaugh's still mad about that because he <laughs> blames the offense, you know, for the, yeah. for the tie. And then we, uh, Went and uh, won all the rest of the games, beat LSU in the Orange Bowl, and won our first national championship. Wow. Uh, so after that that first national championship, now the target's on your back. Yeah, exactly. So everybody we, we everybody were, knows who you are now. Number no, We were number one starting at the very beginning of the 71 season. Uh, we went through that uh, like a hot knife through butter that season. Uh through warm butter uh, and uh then the, the only uh game that uh we were tested was uh the oklahoma game and yeah oklahoma that, had a heck of a team they were they're the highest rated team uh with one loss in a lot of these polls wow yeah they were that good and so, then then it ended up uh we played alabama uh in the orange bowl they were number two at that time we drilled them uh i think what what 38 to 6 or something oh, like wow. that and uh so we were national championships uh, that 71 team i know i'll get a lot of blowback from the 95 guys but yeah. still the best ever nobody else has ever beat uh uh the number two the number three which was uh colorado number two was oklahoma and number four, Alabama team. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they, to win back-to-back -back national championships is very, is very special, you know. And, oh. you know, the one thing I always ask people to take a look at, I'm not saying agree with, but take a look at, when you guys did it, that was the first team 
at Nebraska's history to ever do that, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yep. It was our first national championship. Yeah. So, yeah. so if that being by, by that alone, you guys set the standard because I can actually remember coming here in the, and playing in the 80s. I mean, whenever you guys happen to show up at practice, whether it be, you know, yourself, Johnny Rogers, whoever, it made everybody on our team, we didn't let y'all know it, but we, we on the inside, we knew we had to step our game up that day, <laughs> even if it was just practice. Certainly. You know, so you guys set the standard for the 80s team and the 90s team. Yeah. You know, and, and for that, I'm truly grateful. I always like to pay play, pay homage to the the people before me, especially because I look at everybody that played before me as my big brothers, and I look at everyone that played after me as my little brothers. And the one thing I can honestly say, you guys as my big brothers set the, the example for us, and to this very day, we still have the ultimate respect for you guys. I mean... Right. A lot of Thank times, you. you know, and Red, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of this. Every time I see you, the first thing I talk about is that money. Yes. <laughs> it, it's waiting. I finally got it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and this is just a running joke between me and Red. Every time, like, we go to the golf tournament uh, in Grand Island, the Nebraska Great, you know, and it's a group of former players, and we're all we're all just kind of sitting around chatting. And then when, as soon as I see Red, I don't care who's there, I'll be like, Red, you got that two million for me? <laughs> In the trunk. Yeah, no, I mean, well, don't give it to me right now, Red. I don't want nobody to see it. <laughs> but, no, I mean, the point I'm trying to say is it's the respect and the love that we have for the guys that set the stage for us. And, you know, I think that that should always be acknowledged. You know, I mean, I know we're we're older and I get that. But still, the facts are the facts. Exactly. Yeah. Two-time national champion. I don't care if it was in, in 1800, you know, or if it was in 2060. You're still a national champion. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's not a lot of people can say, hey, I'm back-to-back national champion. So yeah. I I respect you guys, man. Now, Red, after you won that second national championship, what year was that for you? That was uh, my junior year. Your I junior. redshirted. Okay. Came in in 68, redshirted in 69, uh, sophomore in 70, junior in uh, 71, and senior in 72. So now, after finishing up at Nebraska, I mean, you, you were actually, now you're a two-time national champion. What After your senior year at Nebraska, what, what was your next move? Well, let me let me say a little bit more oh, about the okay go if, ahead if you don't mind no go right ahead. uh you know it it wasn't all peaches and cream because we should have won a third straight national championship we had what happened we had uh we fumbled too much and oh, okay. and, okay. and uh, we had i think uh the 71 team had uh 26 more takeaways than the 72 team Oh, wow. Okay. And we go out to UCLA, uh, fumbled five times against a fairly good team and ended up getting beat for by a field goal. Then we, we got our act straightened out until we went to Iowa State, uh, played on a very muddy field that they actually irrigated <laughs> prior to the game to sh- slow us down, especially Johnny. 
and we tied them. We set a uh, Nebraska uh, football record for turnovers that game. We had eight of them. Oh, wow. And Iowa State, had, by their turn, uh, standard, had a pretty good team. And then we beat, got beat uh, by Oklahoma by a field goal. So we lost two by a field goal, one tie, beat everybody else by the score of 54 to, uh, no, 52 to four. Wow. So we just, you know, yeah. we either got beat or we we butchered him. Right. I and gotcha, then, gotcha. then in the Orange Bowl, we played uh, uh, Notre Dame, uh, won that game. 46 gave uh Eric Parsegian, who was a very good coach, his worst loss ever. The next year that a lot of the guys were on the their 73 team that played in 72, they were national championships. So that was just potential a, a potential thing that should have happened. Okay, I got so you. I've always felt bad about that. I felt bad because the Oklahoma game gave uh Coach Devaney, uh, his his send off with a loss, you know, uh, for regular season. That makes sense. That so makes sense. there was there was bad with good. I got you, but you know what? Overall, your 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 time in Nebraska was very productive. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very productive, and and you know, and that to me, I just think it deserves to be recognized. Uh, a lot of times, people want to focus on the now. Exactly. But, but, I mean, you can't really know the now until you understand the before. Right. You know, and that's that's what this show is basically about. I want to acknowledge the 70s teams because you guys, I mean, I can't, I can't say this enough. You guys don't get the recognition because we live in a, my personal opinion, we live in an RAT now society. Right now, right. Yeah, yeah, you know, we, yeah. we we don't care about the past. I yeah. mean, that was ancient history. But see, I, I'm I'm a little different in that respect. I, well, I just I, I appreciate and that. I, and again, I, I, I before I forget, and I'll say this probably a couple more times before the show's over. But I I just want to thank you personally for thank for, for taking yeah. time to come out, man. It was, it, I mean, it was, I was along for the ride. Yeah, well, that's all right. But but see, Red, the point is. Everybody that was on that team was part of that success. Yep. You, I mean, there was thousands of kids that would have loved to have been just on the team. Let's know, actually. Yeah. You know, I mean, being a part of the team. I mean, think about all the kids that didn't get a chance to come to Nebraska. Yeah. So I think of all the guys that uh, started when I was a freshman and uh, mm -hmm. uh, came in with me and, how many of them left yeah. and they were good players. I mean, that's one thing when, when I was down there, uh, <clears throat> the second, third, fourth teams, they could have made good runs through the, uh, big eight. I oh, mean, we were that uh, yeah. talented. And you, we, you all, we, we always talked about footsteps. You, you never wanted to hear the footsteps of the guy behind you Yeah, because yeah. he might, he might come in there if you got hurt or you, mm -hmm. you didn't have a good game. He might not come back out. Yeah. You might be the out guy. So right. That was always a, a little bit of fear that was instilled well, in you. Yeah, it was like extra motivation, to say the least. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I, I think about that because it's still that way. It was still that way in the 80s. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, 
I always laugh about that. Hey, well, look, don't you guys go anywhere. We're going to take another quick break. We're going to come back here with 93.7 The Tickets to get you happy on out. Get your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, we back. Man, I got to give a special shout out to my homegirl Carla, man. I appreciate you tuning in and showing love. That means a lot to me. Also, I got to give a big shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs, man. I see they pulled off their sixth state conference championship. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, I don't know what to say about that team. Those They, they keep finding a way. You know, Red, uh, I was just sitting there thinking you've had a, you know, you've shared a lot of great information about, you know, about the seventies national championships teams and, and, and the, the time when you was here, but you know, you didn't just fall off the earth after you quit playing. You did a lot of other things, but one thing that stands out to me is this email blast that you do to keep all the former players kind of united. Would you share a little bit about that? Sure. Uh we went down to uh, we being the uh, 71 team or members of the 71 team and some of the staff members went down to Oklahoma in 2008 uh, when Nebraska played uh, Oklahoma down there and they had invited us to a the Oklahoma Athletic uh, uh, Department and invited us to a uh, Game of the Century reunion. Oh, okay, so, okay. So uh, I went down there. I saw all the things that uh, the Oklahoma guys, Oklahoma did for their former players and just uh, gobsmacked. I mean, it was, I couldn't believe that uh, they did all that stuff. And so when I, uh, they knew each other, we barely, we hadn't seen each other in 30 some years, a lot, uh, many of us. And uh, they they knew each other's uh, wives' names, children's names where one another lived and uh i thought wow they've they've really got something going here so when i got back i thought well, what can i do to improve uh uh get relations and uh between former uh players uh going and i thought well maybe i could start sending out emails so i started with about uh, 15 emails and slowly through the years i when I would see guys, uh, I would get there, ask them if they wanted on the email list because I would send out uh, information about uh, former players. And, uh, sometimes it was the fact that they passed away. Other right. times, uh, right. you know, it was uh, a myriad of different things. And uh, it slowly built up to about uh, 600 names uh, through guys, uh, a, a lot of times guys would hear about it 
and they would get a hold of somebody who had my, was on the list already and say, Hey, I wanted tell uh red that i want on his email list yeah it was very successful well you know i i want to thank you for that as well because it keeps me updated on because i don't follow as much as i should at certain areas of of, of former players so i think uh especially for the the uh older guys they don't follow that a lot of that garbage on twitter right you know whatnot i got so they really like this. And uh, also, I had lost a couple teammates, Twitter uh, back in the 70s and 80s, never knew about it. Yeah. And I always wondered what happened to them while they had passed away. Yeah. So, okay. That's that's one of the, of the uh, things that uh, goes out on that email blast. Well, that, I just want to say thank you for doing that. But, Red, I got, I'm running low on time, but I just want to, at least throw out this one question I try to ask every guest. Sure. Uh, I know you do quite a bit of different things, and you do a lot for us former players, and I want to say thank you for that. But I want to know how Red gets his happy on. I see you got your, get your happy on shirt. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> That's one, one of the ways I do it. But uh, I go out and have a fine cigar. Gotcha. That's, that, that's how you get your happy That's how it puts me in a state of bliss. I tell you. And, Red, <laughs> and also, also, I really enjoy communicating with, with the former players. That that helped. Uh, well, Red, you know, it, it, make, it lightens my day and it brightens my day every time I see you, but especially at these golf outings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I when I see you, I know if nothing else, we, we're getting ready to do some laughing. <laughs> Absolutely. And, some and, laughing and lying. Laughing and lying. About, about like, how good we were. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I say, the record speaks for itself. And I want everybody to understand something. Back to the good people that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. Red's good people. I look at Matt Warner as good people at Empire Fencing. I mean, I look, I, I seek out good people just like society sometimes seeks out negativity. I Absolutely. seek out good people and, and positive things. Is it always available? No. But do I still continue to search? Yes. And that's what this show is all about. I want people to understand that life ain't perfect. But you know what? You can make the best out of what time you have. You know, a lot of times we want to put a lot of emphasis on, well, as long as my money's right. Well, you know what? You can always make more money, but you can't make more time. That's right. Exactly. You know what I mean? That time is the most precious commodity there is. And as far as I know, father time is undefeated. Yeah. You know? It's, it's it's finite, and when your number's up, your number's, your number's up. up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that right there just really brings home my point. You know, I do this show to try to encourage people to focus on the positive things in life, you know, and and and, and be humble and treat people the way you want to be treated. Those are the things that's the most important. So, again, I got to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank my guest, Red, for being a part of this. And just remember, I close each show the same way. Every day you bless the saint. It's just another day in paradise. And no matter what, you got to get your happy on. Thank y'all. I'll see y'all next Sunday. Thanks, Ricky. Yes, sir.